0: Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach, Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic
1: Planning Podcast. Time for another round of the podcast here with Mike and I bantering back and forth and having good conversations about investing, finance, and retirement on the Strategic Planning Podcast. And this is episode number 58 we're going to talk about age and wisdom and how they play into financial planning. I myself am going to be turning 50 in about a month, so uh, it's not locked up. It's not synergistic, if you caught our last podcast. That's a new word for me, uh, with uh, my age and the podcast number, but pretty close. So this is number 58. Mike, how you doing, buddy?
0: I am doing great. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm steering 65 down right now. So okay. I'm, I'm excited right. about hitting that
1: milestone. Nice. Well, the podcast going to catch it pretty soon. We'll be there in another couple of months. So yeah, we'll, we'll be rolling up on that pretty soon. And so pretty soon, actually, our podcast will be able to file for early retirement. Uh, at 62. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll do a discussion that day on, on that episode, you know, if it's, the, if it's the right idea. time, you know, kind of make the yes. kind of make that synergy come into play. I'm going to really milk yeah. this word right now, apparently. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so let's do a little age and wisdom. Like I said, I'm getting ready to turn 50. And we've had a lot of conversations on the podcast over the last year plus, Mike, that, you know, as we get to about this age is when people tend to get a bit more serious. When it comes to planning for retirement, so there's that old quote, "What is it? Age is the price of wisdom," something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And so, uh, let's talk about how, as we age, our view of the financial world or money in general alters. So, in your many years of doing this, uh, how do you see your clients changing their perspectives as as to what money and wealth mean to them as they get older? I imagine you've had some clients. Let's say, you know, let's say they started working with you at 50. Well, by the time Mm -hmm. they're 65. Uh, has mm-hmm. their perspective changed or has some things about money changed for him?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I've had clients that I worked with for 45 years that still. Oh, wow.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: And uh, they were uh, about my age when we started working together. And it's, it's really interesting to see that kind of length of time and, and how oh, perspective has changed. Yeah. Yeah, as people do get um, get closer to that point in time where they're thinking about something different as the way their life runs day to day, they're not going to maybe go to the job or get a paycheck or maybe do something different with their life, whatever. Right. Um, the thing I, I see most of all, and kind of sense in the way they talk about it, is that they want to finish well. Uh, they don't want to just kind of walk away and just fade into the. But they want to they want to continue to be vibrant and useful and a part of the lives of their family members and, and friends and things like that. And, and so, you know, that means that they need to be well taken care of, I guess, you know, whatever well-versed in in where their money is and and how they're going to access it. And, um, you know, being smart with it, being tax smart, being, um, in the way they have it diversified and invested uh smart that way, not falling for the latest gimmick or shiny object thing and all that. Um So yeah, they, they, they get a lot more intentional about, and that's a a word people love to throw around, but they do, they get more intentional about what am I doing and why am I doing this? It. It's not so much an autopilot anymore. Gotcha. So that's, okay. That's the thing I see changing.
1: All right. Uh Is there anything that you consistently or regularly hear people say They'd wish they'd known earlier, especially with such a long history yourself, or they had done differently when they were earlier or when they were younger. I imagine it's the typically I should have saved sooner. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, save more, spend less, should have started earlier, right. uh, that yeah. sort of thing. And and uh, but one thing I guess is, you know, it's, it's not so much spend less period, but be more selective about the way I do spend the money I'm going to spend. In other words, have a plan and do things that have value and add value to other people and to themselves. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the thing I hear.
1: Okay. As people approach retirement, do you find that they worry about financial issues more or less than when they were younger. Now, since I'm not at retirement age yet, I feel like it would be less because the stresses of raising your children and putting them through school and all that kind of stuff should be gone. But again, I don't know because I'm not there yet. So what do you see?
0: Yeah. Well, like any good attorney would answer, it depends. (laughs)
1: Right?
0: (laughs) You know, um, if for instance, somebody has just realized, Hey, you know what? I'm getting close to a point where I've got to make a decision about what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, and they haven't really thought about it, There's there could be a pretty high level of stress about the money they have, how it's arranged, how they'll access it and that sort of thing. So there might might be more worry, but to your point, I think you're right that I was just talking to somebody the other day and they said, you know, I've got one more tuition check to write. I said, you're getting that pay raise, man. That's great. And you know, having your kids taken care of, they're doing well, they're on their own and all that kind of stuff, that does take a real burden off. In fact, it, it creates an, an incredible opportunity to really knock it out in those later years of, of your earning life uh, in terms of putting money aside and, and arranging it properly, uh, you know, if it's not been arranged uh, in the best manner. And, um, you know, just kind of getting your house cleaned up and ready to uh, do the thing that you want to do at the next stage. So okay. right. um, it, it it does depend on what you've been doing and wh- how long you've been thinking. I just met with a young fellow yesterday. I think he said he was 28 and um, uh, just starting a new job with this company that I handled their retirement plan. And so I was just talking with him about that and explaining how things work and all. And I just thought this this young fellow has got wisdom beyond his years. I mean, he is seriously wanting to do the right things. He asked me some good questions about things outside of the retirement plan participation that... Really showed me that he's got his head on straight, and so you know I'm I'm thinking, hey, if he's thinking like that at 28,
1: bet you when he gets to be retirement age, he's gonna have a pretty stress less time <laughs> <Gotcha>. of it. <laughs> nice. Well, stress less is always a good way to go. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, do you find people changing their opinion about the legacy portion uh, of the conversation? That you know, leaving the money to heirs or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. has that changed? You know, as they're aging, or has that changed just in the um, you know through the years you've been in the industry and I was joking with my daughter the other day Mike that she just uh, she just got promoted again in the military she's now mm-hmm. an E5 she's now a petty officer cool. uh, second class and I was yeah. like look you're killing it you're I mean you're 24 years old and you're making you know way more than I ever made at that stage mm-hmm. so your mom and I are gonna we're gonna spend all the money and, and do whatever <laughs> we want for retirement and she was like hey pump the brakes man <laughs> I, I want you know I want some sort of inheritance and I was like yeah 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 so we were having a good time joking but in all seriousness do people, you know, I I know everybody has a wide range on how they feel about legacy, but over the years, have you seen that kind of shift? Has there been, you know, shifting from maybe doing more, leaving more to the kids to maybe spent leaving less and and maybe spending more on each other?
0: Yeah, that that would be the way I've seen um, most conversations go with people. I mean, there are definitely folks that want to, you know, leave a nice legacy, even sometimes maybe what some might consider it excessive, uh, but that's you know, what their, their heart says they want to do. But I have seen a shift over the years where, um, and, and I, I imagine it can be for a variety of reasons, but um, where you know, I, 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 wanted, I want the kids to really work their way through and not have um, you know, it handed it to them on a silver platter type thing. I think that's some of it. I, I know with my kids, um, when it came to college, we could have paid the whole pad and and all like that but i felt like just based on my experience that there was value in having skin in the game and i think people start to think that way too about not just having them pay a part of their college tuition so they really are are uh, bought into you know i've got a job to do here and it's get an education and do well at this and all but you know, as as they age and they think about their kids, you know I, yeah. I, mean, I almost hear them talking more about getting money to the grandkids. And <laughs> well, that's true, too. because I, your children have done well sure, in, yeah. in many, yeah, yeah. many situations. I say it's not across the board an equal thing, but it's um, it's whatever your circumstance is and, and so they will think maybe a yeah. little bit more about being careful about endowing large sums of money on kids and grandkids.
1: Yeah, I think societally we have seen a shift over the last decade plus, and that's why I was kind Mm -hmm. of asking. uh, People, I think, have woken up to the idea or realizing that, hey, maybe instead of leaving them this big check, once we're dead and gone, how about if we do things with them, with them, right, right. and and create right. more experiences with the kids and the grandkids combined that. or whatever? And then if there's something left over, well, cool, then they can have it, right? But mm-hmm. that way, we we can also kind of leave and depart knowing that we made all these great experiences, and the, and the grandkids grow up saying, "Hey, you know, my grandparents are really cool," you know, or "My grandparents were a lot of fun," or whatever the case is. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I think exactly. we're seeing more of that, which is good.
0: I agree. Uh, I think you're right.
1: Okay. Uh, Final one then on uh, age and wisdom and how they play into financial planning. Do -hmm. you see people changing their opinion about risk as they get older? I'm going to say this is pretty obvious. Hopefully they do because Mm -hmm. I think the risk in anything in life as we age, everything gets compounded anyway.
0: Yeah, um, you know, it goes back to that uh, comment I made earlier. Uh, like any good attorney would say, it depends. Uh, <laughs> you know, everybody's an individual and has their own um, way of looking at things and and how they feel about stuff. I have a ninety-four or five-year-old that is in the most risky portfolio structure we do. Wow! Um, and uh, with with funds that are outside of like his pension and social security and things like that. Um, because it, it meets, uh, the pension, social security, uh, basically meet his needs. Um, he's actually saving money out of that and, um, is able to, uh, just be a little more aggressive with it because he wants to grow it kind of to the previous thing you're asking about as far as legacies. Mm-hmm. You know, number one, he's assuming he'll die before his wife. So he wants to leave her well taken care of. And, uh, so she doesn't have any needs or, or wants and, uh, then leave something for the kids and grandkids. So that's his style that's what he he wants to do but yeah in general you you typically see people start to think about do i need to dial it back a little bit now that i'm going to start using some of this money and i think that's not a bad thing to look at because if you're being aggressive and using the money and this guy that i was just mentioning he's not using the money it's just compounding and growing but if you are and you're you're needing to take regular distributions you probably do want to dial it back. And that makes sense for how we tend to feel as we do age and realize, I don't have as long to gain this back if yeah. it makes a large drop. Um, and and so you want to protect against that by just reducing the risk in, in all. You want to keep it invested with some equities in the portfolio because you want to do better than inflation if you want to keep um, being able to live the way that you, you're planning on. Yeah. And, uh, so, so you gotta have some of that, but you, you dial it back a little bit with some, uh, some other things in the portfolio to reduce that
1: risk. You know, I think and, uh, in, in general, and as I'm just, as I'm getting ready to turn 50, I think as we kind of cross that threshold, a lot of things in life, we start peeling the risk back anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the risk yeah. of arguments, even just something as simple as that. I think you, right. you just, your tolerance for wanting to, you know, uh, I don't know, just be angry or be, uh, fired mm-hmm. up or be aggressive and, and, and various different things that humans go through I think a lot of that kind of peels back after we get past 50 because we're like man I'm just tired and you know I don't have that much t- you know I don't know how much time I've got left but I want to smile and I want to laugh and I want to have a good time and and enjoy myself and and I think when you extrapolate that down to finances it's the same thing right we want to make sure yeah. that we're covered and that we can enjoy retirement so that we can smile and laugh and have a good time and not be stressed and angry in retirement because we're having to take you know take chances or or right. whatever the case might be at least that's my uh, opinion anyway as i get closer to
0: yeah it. and and you know speaking you know of that sort of thing you know as you you, you realize i was this weekend with some family and all and uh, we were up at a in Asheville at a, um, a concert and afterwards we were eating dinner mm-hmm. uh, that evening and, and, and then the next morning breakfast together and just listening to different things that were being said. And I realized, you know what, it's good just to sit back and listen and not feel like you got to jump in there and, and force an opinion or do anything like that. Great point. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and uh, I think that comes with time and with wisdom and, and recognizing that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> when, when and to, when to, when to talk and when to listen.
0: Yeah, right. And, um, and I, I totally lost my train of thought there because I've gotten so old and wise that I can't keep it, keep it straight here. Um, but anyway, I think I, I think you're right that uh, you, you realize that you don't have to get everything out there that's available to you pushes hard. And push so hard. Yes, exactly. So that that um, you know goes well together with the risk taking and your investing and all that kind of stuff.
1: All right. Well, there you go. Age and wisdom. Uh, You know. So we all. I think we all feel it as we age, and it does play into our financial decisions again as well. And often it comes. That's why it comes back to having a good. Coach on your side and someone that you can talk to because, you know, even if you aren't being a bit more cautious or relaxed or whatever the case might be, it's still good to have that person that you can say, Hey, I'm thinking about this, or this might be, uh, I feel like this is a good idea. Uh, Talk to me about the pros and cons of it and so on and so forth. And you really get that sounding board and you get that team there, if you will, to kind of say, You know, this is a great idea and here's the reasons why this kind of supports it. I think we should do this. Or, you know, maybe you want to pump the brakes a little bit because this could be a little bit too risky. Whatever that case looks like, I think it's important to certainly have those conversations with a financial coach like Mike. And if you enjoy the podcast, you know, just consider subscribing to it. We'd certainly appreciate it on Apple or Google or Spotify, whatever you'd like to do, uh, whichever platform you'd like to use, I should say. And you can find the podcast on any of those major platforms. You can simply type in strategic planning in the search box of the app, or just go to Mike's website. And uh, that's a great way to get some more tools, tips, and resources. And you can find us that way as well at spcinvesting.com. That's SPCinvesting.com. Mike, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me as always. I appreciate you, and I hope you have a great week and continue to get wise. Thank you so much, Mark. (laughs) I really appreciate you helping me be there. I appreciate (laughs) it, buddy. You have a great week. and Folks, we'll see you next time here on the podcast with Mike Flanders, Financial Coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. So long, folks.